welcome to our podcast about living on the Lewy Body Roller Coaster, a podcast for Lewy Body Dementia patients and their families presented by Lewy Body patients and their families. Thank you all for joining us as we share firsthand the ups and downs and twists and turns of all things Lewy Body Dementia, including our support, experiences, and friendship. We're your hosts, Linda and Curry. I have a loved one with Lewy Body Dementia. And I am living with Lewy Body Dementia. So let's get started. Welcome back to part two of our talk with Louie Buddies with Susan and Derek. Let's pick up where we left off last week as Susan, Derek, and Carrie respond to a few more questions. All right, so let me ask you this. Caregiver wants to know, should we tell them, the question was, should we tell them when we are scared, sad, or frustrated? So when your loved one, can, first of all, can you tell when your loved one is frustrated with you or sad or scared about what you may or may not be doing and do you want them to tell you so carrie i'm gonna let you start with that one it helped linda has had to call me down several times over the last four or five years uh when the aggression hit me she will tell me uh curry you're being an ass and uh her telling me that helps me to calm down. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think you should. Uh, I think you should tell them. Mm-hmm. And it's not too much. I don't think it's too much to, to tell them at all. It doesn't make you feel bad when she says it. Oh, it makes me. Because yes, I was going to say, I, I can't imagine you ever being mean to anyone just <laughs> from meeting oh, you. I, I do. Uh, I don't throw fists or anything, you know, come out punching or anything like that, but I get real cross with them when I talk to them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, no one better say hi to me today because I'm going to bite your head off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I do get that way. Yeah. How about you, Susan? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, I can relate so much. And I think the the thing that, that all of us deal with is extreme frustration. Yeah. Extreme, extreme frustration. and you know, a feeling of like, why is this happening to me? Resentment that there are people walking around that have no clue. Um, and, um, you know, just feeling like, you know, you can't do anything about this to fix it. Um, and so that to me is where my feelings come from. And, um, you know, Jim has, has been there with those meltdowns happen and uh you know uh well we do a lot of walking and whatever kind of thing um and uh you know like I say I just I I know when I'm going through it and it's you know I mean it's helpful for the person um for here here person to um try to be as calm as can be you know, because that doesn't help when they get angry and frustrated right back at you and um, give a little distance. And, um, you know, I think it's it's a good thing to kind of, you know, just be the listening ear and to know where that is really coming from. And it's not directed at, at, at the care person. It's, really directed at this damn disease that, you know, it's just a frustration. 
I'm just going to jump in before we let Derek um, reading over the questions. And one one uh, caregiver wrote, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to get to the nitty gritty and be very real here. Do you feel yourself switching into an a hole a hole? Sorry, I don't curse an a hole mode, and have any realization of the damage you do with your mouth? So um, that's kind of goes along with what we're talking about. Um, that." It's the disease. It's it's just like you said, Susan. It's it's the disease. I can't ever. My husband has never said a curse word ever. Um, honestly, he's never. If my if you ask my children or anybody who knows him, he's never raised his voice. So my biggest fear when I read about Louis Body in the beginning was that his personality was going to change. And I'm going to knock on wood that hasn't happened yet. Um, we haven't had any outbursts or. Uh, he kind of, I think he realizes when he's in a Louie moment and he just shuts himself down. Um, so I guess I'm fortunate that way. I don't, I, I honestly can't even imagine if he cursed or got angry how I would deal with that. Let me interject something here real quick. First of all, I, I call it aggression all those. It's agitation. Yeah. Uh, and, and I get the I get agitated. On right. bad days, when I when I have trouble doing stuff, uh, I get real agitated. Then, when I, if I'm having a hard time doing something, uh, I, but I, I tell you, I also get agitated if I think the people around me, uh, not my wife, but if that, say if someone new comes in, mm-hmm. if I if we can't get them, and if they've asked about my condition. And we can't get them to understand about it, or if they start saying, "Well, we all do that," you know, then I get agitated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, right. but uh, Linda, Linda's good about. She, like I said, she'll calm me down and point out to me because I don't realize I'm being that way until she points it out to me. Now I'll let y'all go on. So anybody who's listening to this episode, if this is your first episode, you're probably like Linda. Linda, is he talking about? Linda that's on this recording. My name is Linda and Carrie has a wife named Linda. All right, Derek, what what are your thoughts on that question? Uh, yeah, uh, I, when I first got diagnosed and I, I am one of those people that gets obsessive about learning about everything about something that involves me or a member of my family. So I immediately dove in and learned everything about dementia, specifically about Lewy body. And uh, I learned a lot about FTD as well, because initially they thought that maybe it might be FTD. And so I learned about the, um, uh, pardon my French, the a-hole part of uh, the disease. A-hole a- is it okay to say? Yeah, that I may, that you know, I may become a bit of an a-hole like on occasion, and so I basically sat down, my wife and her mother, who I live with, and then I talked to my kids individually too, and said, there may be times in the future where. I say things to you that don't come across the way um, 
your husband, your son-in-law, or your dad uh, would normally come across. And I'm not the type of person like Jim that doesn't use curse words. I use curse words. <laughs> I spell them. That's what I mean. If, if, you, if, if, if you read my blogs, um, I, 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 I... Yeah, tell us about your I blogs curse. when you're done. Yeah, tell us about your blogs, because I yeah. know we mentioned that I the will, last time. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, so um, I uh, and so I tell him I said, you know, um, it's not me; it's the disease. And so there have been times where it's like, and I've told him I said, and call me on it, please, if I do do that because I want to know if I'm doing something that offends you because I want to know if I'm out of line. And also the, you know, the fact that, you know, my wife took a lot of the burden on herself and we have, have had also uh, more past tense, uh, great communication skills. Our relationship, we were about to celebrate 10 years of marriage, uh, great communication skills. And that's what we built our relationship on. And since I got diagnosed, she's taken a lot of burden on the relationship. And every few months, we have to have a sit down conversation and go, I'm not being involved in this relationship anymore. And, and it's not through fault of hers. She feels that if she lets me into too much, that it's going to emotionally affect me and take me down a rabbit hole. And I say, but if you take on too much responsibility, you're going to go down that rabbit hole. And so we, you know, and so the the, the pressure that uh, this disease has put on her has negatively affected her, and and so I, I want to unburden her, and so that's the discussions that we have now started to have, where there's this balancing issue, and I basically say, you know. So one, if it puts a little undue stress on me and I end up having a somewhat negative reaction to what's going on and I have a bit more anxiety on me and I crash and I have a bad couple of days in a row, what difference does it make if it relieves the stress on you because you're the primary person now in this relationship and better to relieve some stress on you and I'm going to be okay because we need one person functioning fully in this relationship now because I can't it's no longer 50-50 in responsibility anymore. And it's tough on both, you know. That's why I'm going to be doing a um, podcast with just caregivers. I can tell you as a caregiver, I am overwhelmed is probably not the strong enough word. Um, okay, we're going to move off this topic because I'm going to... I. 
I'm going to try not to cry this episode, but I'm just going to tell you as a caregiver, um, Carrie knows, because I don't know, Carrie and I have known each other for what, seven months or so. And he, he knows when I'm, when I, when I'm down the rabbit, when I'm going down that rabbit hole. Um, so I appreciate you, Curry, when you, you realize that and you try to pull me out. But at the same token, Derek, I, I appreciate what you're saying that you realize, um, and I'm sure everyone with Lewy body dementia realizes that it, it is a big burden on us. I'm going to tell you when I started looking at this, looking up this disease, because if you listen to the podcast from the beginning, they told us he had Alzheimer's and, and I, my science teacher went mode, research mode went in and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he has Lewy body. And most of the stuff you read, they say it's going to be harder on the caregivers than it is on the person who has it. Um, I, I, I think it's, 50-50. I, I can't even imagine what you all going through, but um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just an ugly disease for sure. And you never know what kind of day you're going to have. Um, I'm waiting for Jim to have, I know Carrie has been talking to me and we put him on a different medicine. Maybe it's been a month now. Um, and that one day Carrie saw him showtime and he's been off ever since. So it's just a matter of figuring out what's going to be right and what's going to help you uh, to get through it. All right, so let me ask one more question. Let me see what I can. Okay, all right, so uh, how can the loved ones around you help you through, uh, through your day? What, is there anything that you wish that they would do any differently? Or is there something they're doing that you want to share with us uh, so other caregivers know what your, your loved ones are doing that, that's helpful? So, Susie, you want to start with that one? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, um, the best thing that, that I've had happen is that you know, he's just always here for me. And uh, luckily, we're both retired at this point. And... Um, you know, um, we keep on trying to do things to kind of keep us actively engaged. Um, you know, um, for me, getting out of the house and um, walking, and this summer we did a lot of bike riding, and um, you know, we do a little, a little bit of traveling, a lot, but um, I'm just trying to keep you know, just engaged, you know. Um, I I read what Curry wrote recently about not giving up. And it's like, boy, it was, it was a good thing I read that because I was just really feeling like giving up. Just, I just can't take it anymore. I'm just like, life should not be this hard. And this, you know, my, I feel like my brain's become, it's not my brain that's my enemy. It's a stupid disease gd yeah. <laughs> you know thing yeah. in there and, i like um, i like our spelling see you're an english teacher <laughs> we're, we're, we're giving our own little spelling lessons yeah yeah, yeah i and, agree um yeah you know so i mean uh put it this way unfortunately there's only so much so much person can do to help somebody um because, you know, it's just coming at you like right and left and 
over and around and you just kind of get overwhelmed, you know, with, with all the things, all the challenges that your brain sort of not processing, you know, you're walking around with your brain, it's not working right. So, you know, um, a pandemic's not helping anything either. No, um, it isn't. It's making things worse. Yeah. Because, Cause I think like, uh, you know, uh, to travel and I'm not sure if he, I know, I know we can't go out of the, well, we can't go out of the country literally, but we, we took him to uh, Europe last Christmas and um, we knew it was really rough on him going to different places. Um, but even traveling in the United States, it's, yeah, so the pandemic definitely isn't helping that. No, it's all this other stuff is added another layer on top of everything, a frustration. But like I say, I just don't want to take much more time. It just, again, you know, what, what um, if the care person can do is, you know, take care of themselves, their needs, so that they don't get burnt out. And also um, just trying to, you know, keep the person engaged in you know, life and activities and stuff, you know, um, so they feel like there's a point to being alive, you know, I mean, that's the main thing. Um, and, um, again, you know, I just keep saying to myself, you know, where is the help in that? Where, where, where are the people that are saying we need to help people with this? But of course, this is the general problem in in our country is we don't, I, I look at this as, Mental health and brain health. I don't. I'm. I want to get rid of that word. Mental health. Mental ill. Mentally ill. You know, you're. You've got a brain issue. Whether you've got schizophrenia or dementia or you know depression or whatever, is the brain that's not working right. And we've done a horrible job with uh, addressing that. So. Right. Yep. You know. I agree. I agree. All right, Derek. How about you? I'm going to uh, probably upset a lot of people in my life with this comment, but uh, if it does, that's fine because I hope it helps other people with dementia in their lives. Um, I'm going to start with saying it's the Patrick Swayze rule. Don't put baby in a corner. Um just because you have dementia doesn't mean you need to be put on a china shelf and just shoved off in the corner. You're still alive. You still have a life to give. Um, that's because the tagline to my blog, myelusivemind.com, there's the only plug I'm going to give for it, is, uh, it says um, just because you have uh, dementia isn't the end of life. You're still being in, involved, you know, in, in 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 life. You still have life to live. Um, you know, I want to be involved in in things. I want to go out. I don't want to be stuck in my recliner for the rest of my life. You know, last week. We had um, what some of our best friends came to Las Vegas last week, and I went out uh, for dinner two nights in a row. And yes, I'm still suffering from it, from going out twice in a row. 
but I had a great time and I don't mind the brain mush and the suffering that I'm having because of it. And it drives me nuts that the people that used to call me or message me on Facebook now message my wife and say, how's Derek doing? Instead of messaging me and say, how's it going? You know, we still have souls, we still have hearts, and we still have most of our mind. Let us be part of your lives because we want to be part of your lives and we're not contagious. So that that's what we want. We want to be treated like we were before. We just aren't. You know, in our heart and souls, we're the same person. Our minds are just a little different than they were before, and in some cases, a lot different before, but inside, we're still the same people. Yep. I appreciate you sharing that for sure. Carrie, you want to finish up with your comments on this one? Sure. Uh, Linda handled it pretty good. She didn't have a, just like most caregivers, she didn't have a playbook to go by. I'm, I'm pretty limited. Uh, shortness of breath was one of my first symptoms. I, I still fight it today. Uh, and now I'm physically limited in what I can do uh, around the house, as many of y'all are. And she understands that. Uh, I try to help her feed the animals we have and uh, do what I can. She, we've got the eating fans that need put up. I just don't, haven't had the energy to do. So they're still sitting in their boxes. Uh, and she understands that. She, but, uh, they, I guess what I'm trying to say is without a playbook or anything to go by, I think most caregivers do a good job. Uh, but as far as what my Linda and the ones around me can do, I think they're doing just the best that they can right now. I don't have any complaints. Uh, I, I just I, I appreciate everything they've done. Yeah, that's that's and as caregivers, um, it, yeah, that's nice to hear. Um, make sure you tell her that, Curry, today, Curry, Curry. I'm mm-hmm. fixing your name, Curry. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So at this point, I want to thank the three of you for sharing and being so open and honest, responding to these questions. There are so many, many more questions I have. Um, That's why we will, there are so many people that have emailed us, which is uh, amazing that want to also share. So thanks to the three of you for sharing as I won, I for one, really appreciate uh, you sharing um, and, and what you've been, you've you have helped me today, just from what you're saying, especially this last question. Usually, uh, I after we're done here, I sit and I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. It makes me rethink some things on my end. Um, yes, there is no playbook, Harry. There's definitely not a playbook. But, right. um, mm-hmm. yeah, we're all doing the best best we can. When everybody is, you know, the thing is, everyone is different, you know. Even though we have similarities, that's the thing. It's like... The brain is a complex thing and, you know, we could find similarities, but each person's personality and 
the way this insidious thing happens, it's, um, I'll tell you, it's, it's probably the most complicated disease that exists. Yeah, and that's why I think I, I we talked about it a couple episodes ago where I posted, like, tell me, post one thing that your loved one has that uh, since they've been diagnosed with Lewy body that may not be on the official list. Um, because I think that's that's what we can do. It's like with this podcast and, and all of us, you know, we can start letting our, you know, okay, but they could also have this and they could also have that. And if just because they have that doesn't mean they're going to have this. So I think, I think that's, that's one of the reasons Carrie and I were like, yeah, we have to share this and we let, we have to let everybody's voices be heard. Okay. My friends, I think that's all we have time for this week. And all of you listening, we want to share a quick reminder that our goal for this podcast series is to discuss a different aspect or topic about living with Lewy body dementia. Yeah, we want all of you to be part of our podcast series and share your thoughts on topics you want to hear about. We provide our email address below in the episode description, so please feel free to send us an email with topics you want to hear about or you want us to explore. We would love to hear your feedback. Send comments and suggestions to either our email, which is louisbodyrollercoaster at gmail.com, or on my Facebook page, Our Journey with Louis Body Dementia. Yep, we're doing this podcast for all of us, and we appreciate that you tune in each week. Curry is going to post the link for the podcast each month. He does certain pages, and I do the other, uh, some other uh, caregiver pages. So we try to post the link every time it's available. So thanks for joining us. Until next week, this is Linda. And Curry. Signing, Signing off. off.